0: Hey guys, welcome to the uh, Real Guy podcast. We're um, we're getting excited because it's uh, July 2nd right now, is that correct? I think so. July 2nd, I got Norm, Captain Norm in the house tonight, Lamont Jones, our producers in the house tonight, and um, we're getting ready for the Big Jaws Extravaganza podcast. That's the two hour, four minute podcast where um, we're going to watch Jaws together, me and Lamont. Talk through the Jaws thing. You guys get to watch it on cue with the podcast. So uh, this is kind of the lead up to that. And um, one of the things that... Um, I've been real critical on Quint. And one of the things that I think that saved Quint's ass where he didn't look like a total moron, like complete moron, 100% moron, was his Fenor or not Fenor, his no. senator and Fenwick set up. The combos that he was using to catch it was a the legit, shark.
1: It was a legit combo.
0: Right. I mean, it was. Like, I was. like, my old man used that combo back in the 70s. I mean, same exact. I got it in the back room. You guys have probably seen it in some of the YouTube videos. My, my but, old man had the same thing. Right. That's what you had back yeah. then. You get the big black... Senator, what's that? They call nine o, right? It was a,
1: well. That one I think was a twelve o.
0: Twelve o, yeah. And then you'd load that son of a bitch up with hundred and thirty pound dacron. Dacron, yeah. We were tuna fishing, so you would actually have to dye our dacron to go on the old senator. Yep. Then, at that, in those days, we didn't even have mono leader to fish bluefin. We used no. freaking airplane cable.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, my my old man had the same setup. He, in fact, uh, we lived up there. That's where I'm from originally. And Dad kept his uh, his uh, 23 Mako with an I.O. in it uh, in Beverly Harbor. And he had a fighting chair mounted in the bow. And that's where his Fenwick-Senator combo, the exact same one with the double-footed roller guides on it, uh, was, was strapped in.
0: Right. Yeah. How many do you have?
1: He yeah, only had the one that I know of. He had one, one big yeah, one? Yeah. That's he, all you need back then.
0: See my old man, he had like three. You know And um, we'd run three You know balloons out there With the baits on there And then He'd run a hand line A friggin quarter Oh man a quarter inch rope Straight underneath the boat Yep With like a dive weight On that son of a bitch And if the tuna took that Then you'd hand line The son of a bitch Otherwise it was those senators
1: Yeah That's hardcore Have you ever seen somebody Hand line a bluefin?
0: Yeah we have I've seen We it. hand line some before It's harsh Man that's That's hardcore It's harsh it's way, way more hardcore than those losers that are doing the Goliath stuff. Uh, so was Quint using
2: that um, 12-0 Fenwick setup for all those three- and four-foot shark jaws that he had around his little work area there? I think so.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: That's his go-to? that thing looked brand new to me. Probably. And it also looked like a piece of junk that he had to start pouring water on it after five, oh. mi- after five minutes. That was oh. a little quick.
1: Well, first Was that of- done
0: for camera? Why no, not? those old reels, it's just the way they were. They'd heat up.
1: They'd heat up. Let me tell you something. You're attacking an American icon, a Penn Senator, okay? I mean, I've seen, I've seen some Penn Senators where you, you can't even touch the side plates, and they still caught fish.
0: Right, and if anything, that adds some sort of validity to Quint after you guys cut him down at the knees. Like, if you're going to keep something nice on the boat, You might as well keep your combo nice.
1: Absolutely. Especially on that boat.
0: He only got
2: to fight the big ray or whatever, the basking shark. The one that he got mad when Hooper broke the the leader off or whatever that was. Marlin
1: or Gamey Fish.
2: Right. And then he didn't end up catching the shark on his big special uh, senator combo there. They actually harpooned the thing in the dorsal fin and started trailing those barrels behind it. So he never even got a hook into the big
1: shark. Yeah, but is that an indictment of the rig? I don't know. Right, about it's got that. nothing
0: to do with the combo. It was a decent. No. That was a decent combo, and he kept it up. I think Quint is kind of what we call
2: an upgrade guy. He probably had more sophisticated gear than he was good for. Like most of you guys out there fishing, most of the guys who listen to this podcast probably shouldn't spend more than thirty or forty bucks on a on a combo.
0: (laughs) Thirty or forty dollars. If you're losing
2: fish, fish are failing because of your combo, then upgrade. Step up to a sixty dollar combo. But there are guys out there with $200 and $250
1: combos that are catching nothing. Well, wait a minute. First of all, you got to remember something. This was back in the 70s, okay? There were no upgrades available in the 70s. It just wasn't, okay? There was, like, three rod manufacturers in the whole world, okay? And Fenwick was one of them. And if you were from up north, that's really all you had, okay? If you come down here, yeah, you could get a Biscayne rod built, uh, you know, and then there was Rickies. Shakespeare. Huh? A Ricky's rod? Ricky's was even... But I don't think they built anything that big.
0: Right. Only I don't, I don't remember I mean pretty much we had, yeah. we had Then we, there was Hurricane. In the seventies it was it was Fenwick. That was, was that, that was, was super, it. They made the big meat stick and that brown one was like the That was the Mac Daddy. That was the color. Everybody that seemed to it. have it on whatever boat. And like if you were really fancy, like really fancy, you'd get the Fenwick and then you'd get like a custom wrapped. Yep. You know. Yep. But that was like one in a hundred boats back then. It's not like now where every friggin' Merritt and every friggin' Spencer and every friggin' big Viking or whatever has a set of custom made shit that matches everything. Right. The old Brown Fenwick. That kind of was. That was it. It was it. That was it. In fact, the first set of rods. I remember this very well.
1: When we moved down here in 1977, I think it was. Uh, Dad bought a uh, a 37 Hatteras at the Annapolis Boat Show. And we came down here and his whole, all of his 30 pound, 20 and 30 pound rods, his sailfish tackle was all Brown Fenwick's. Okay. And then they had them wrapped by Boyd's, uh, by Boyd's.
0: Yeah. Boyd's did yeah. a lot of
1: that wrapping yeah. stuff in the old dates.
2: What do you mean? You bought it retail, you bought it off the rack and then had it re had them,
0: had them rewrapped. Yeah. A lot of guys did that back then. Yeah, it wasn't like, like today, like there's a lot of places to buy a lot of stuff. Back then, like all of Gloucester, had like two tackle shops. Yeah, you know, and they were like half hardware, half tackle because for nine months out of the year they would sell hardware out of there, and then you go in there and get your tackle.
1: Well, I don't even think there was a true. I don't even think there was a true dedicated tackle shop until at least 1975.
2: Norm, have you seen the cut of Jaws where Quint goes into the hardware store to buy the piano wire? Yes, the TNT cut, TV cut. Yep. Yeah, extended it, footage that was not in the theatrical release. Yep, I did
1: tormenting that kid. Yep, absolutely. Kids
2: playing a violin or some kind of instrument. Yep. and
1: he's and he's whistling at the bam, kid. Bomb, 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 bomb.
2: Yeah, I missed that scene. He's playing
1: yeah. piano wire. They should have left that piano work. wire. Yeah, they should have left. So it. Well, right. he had to, and he had to special order that. Right. If you remember correctly, he had to special order that piano wire.
0: So, so why is that? Why is that? Yep. Why is that a scene on some and not others? I think it's the TNT TV cut.
1: I think it's a director's
0: cut. Yeah, because I remember it like plain as day, and then watching it the other day.
2: Like sometimes they
0: add footage to make it fit the... Jaws would
2: be a three-plus-hour TV show with commercials. Right. So sometimes they remove stuff, or they add little, little bits and pieces in. They did it with Close Encounters, too. If you watch Close Encounters... When um, they show Roy in the spaceship, flying away, like when we saw that in the movie theater. It ended with the spaceship going away, but we were never inside the spaceship with Roy. I don't that's remember. new. And it, when Disney bought it, they added "When You Wish Upon a Star" to the ending.
1: I, I don't. Which is I don't rem- cheesy. Well, I don't remember <laughs> that, but I, I only watch bad shark movies, so that's it. By the way, guys, have you noticed that video that popped up? Just I think maybe even as early as today, okay. Of that Some porker? guy that no that big shark. The porker. Oh, that's okay. gigantic. Now I'm starting to wonder whether or not the whole Jaws thing was a sham in the first place, and Brody never killed the shark, and that thing is still out there.
0: Oh, probably. I that's think
1: That's a so. theory
2: we discussed it on the long okay. one. Okay. No one's ever collected the ten grand.
1: Well, no, they collected half. They collected half. If you remember what the deal was, okay. They made the deal in Quint's shop, okay? He said five uh, $5,000 now, $5,000 when you get back.
2: Two cases of apricot brandy. And then,
1: and then two cases of apricot brandy, exactly. Very studious, okay. Norm. Very yep. studious. Well, I mean, I'm telling you.
0: Well, Lamont, okay. Lamont always wants to, like, build up Hooper and cut Quint down. Everything that Hooper brought to the table got eaten. The cage got eaten. The tanks got eaten. Ultimately, that saved the day. We were able to blow up the shark because he got tanks eaten. And then Hooper had to run like a hoe and hide between the rocks.
1: Yeah, while, so he didn't
0: get munched. While Quint friggin' went down with the ship. <laughs> so, you know, like I get it. Like, all right, Quint may not have been like, you know, a tarpon expert or maybe not in the 30-pound snook club or anything. But at least he brought some decent combos on the boat. He, and, yeah, and, I mean, he had some legit And Hooper brought all stuff. that scientific stuff. Yeah, he
1: had, listen, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is you know, Hooper, uh, Quint was all in. He was just all in, okay? And he didn't care what he had to do, and he had the right gear. He had the wrong boat. I'm, I'm you know, that I the can't. The boat was pathetic. The boat was just off the chain bad, okay? But he had everything on board that he needed to get the job done, okay? Did you see how many barrels he had up there? Did you see that gun that he had? He okay. How about that machete that he that he slammed into the uh, gunnel? No,
2: I want, I want why to didn't legit. he put all three barrels into it the first time? He if did. he had any barrel experience, he'd have known that one barrel wouldn't have brought that fish. He up. didn't have
1: three shots in the beginning. He should have just tied all three. Well, that would have like been like daisy it.
2: That them. would
0: have been Hooper's job.
1: Yeah, and where was Hooper? He was down there rigging his 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 GPS coordinator or tracker or whatever. It, it was. was. Close right. spade to spade. He
2: didn't. He didn't have to wait on him. Do You want it? not, no, not for no. the one barrel. For the well, one. Not for the but one barrel, he got more. it right away. But he also wasn't being like, "Oh, there's no way one barrel's going to get him. We're going to have to get two into it." He was pretty confident in the one barrel. I. My whole thing is, I don't think that Quint really caught a fish that size before. That he was way out of his league. If you look around his. Um, Boathouse or whatever that little area he hangs out in—it's all tiny little shark jaws on the walls. There and aren't any four-foot shark jaws
1: hanging. Let me around. tell you something—I think Ben Gardner would have got that shark if he hadn't been off.
0: Oh, dude, that's, tw- that's hindsight's twenty-twenty. That's like quarterback. If the
1: Mafia hadn't taken out Ben Gardner, I'm telling you. Now, what's this what theory? Huh? See, I thought it was a typical case of no. Ben
2: Gardner was knocking everybody no. else. No. And in true hypocritic, hypocritical fashion. He no. was the googan that lost to the Giants fans. No
1: way. The Tiger Let's, Shark. <clears throat> Here's what happened, okay? Ben Gardner <laughs> Ben Gardner was the only real guy on Amity, okay? Until Hooper showed up. All right. And, and Ben uh, Hooper was a real guy? I think he was. I I've got to say to some extent he was a real guy with he had better equipment. He could run a boat. Okay? Brody couldn't run that boat. Okay? And he knew sharks.
0: Dude, Hooper was trying to get laid at the universities as a grown man.
1: So who isn't?
0: (laughs) Quint. Quint.
1: Right. No, but going back to Ben Gardner. Okay, here's what happened to Ben Gardner. This is my theory on this whole thing. Okay, and this is why the movie should have panned out a lot differently than it did. You see, Ben Gardner was the real guy in Amity. Okay, and I think, I think Quint was a one-upper. OK, I think I subscribe to you in, in 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 some of that Lamont. OK, but Ben Gardner was the only real guy on Amity. OK, but he had a drinking problem and he had a gambling problem and everybody knew it. OK, and what had happened was is he had made some bets with some wrong guys. And then one night they just took him out in his boat. Okay, cut and, they, and they cut his head off. they tortured the guy. they they poked his eye out, they tortured the guy, and then they and then they beheaded him and left his head up in the forward uh, cabin of his boat. On okay the night of the tournament On the night, on the night of the tournament, okay, And then what happened was is that some of that blood stu- you know got down into the bilge pump, pumped it overboard, the shark come up, smelled the blood, put a hole in the side of the boat. That's when Hooper and Brody found him.
2: Found the tooth.
1: And found the tooth. Oh, okay. That's what happened.
0: I'm not, buying, okay? I'm not buying
1: that. And now you can cue the CSI music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying that. Lamont, he's wrong about Quint, as usual. What do you mean? Well, he we just m- talked about the combo, none of his stuff got eaten. So I'm not saying that Quint was, like, you know, in the 30-pound club. He's probably in the 40-inch club. But at least he showed up to the table with a decent combo, and you don't want to give him credit for it just because you're like a germ freak and that gross boat grossed you out. <laughs> and then he's, like, got the nice combo. It's shining. The guys at the dock are looking at it. He's sporting the piss out of Absolutely. the background. Sporting the piss out of that Dacron. That was
1: definitely Cortland, too. And
0: Lamont won't give him just an inch of credit. Not do you, he think, wasn't he was, even do you slapped think Quint full. was
1: sponsored by Cortland? I think he was
0: And he was not sponsored That loser was not sponsored And that's That's the That's the flipping point Alright yeah okay He's not sponsored He's got that piece of shit boat He doesn't but Was he on a guide program maybe And getting like 30% off No it's possible No but he was The first person That you guys ever seen Sport the shit out of Dakron No you seen guys Before Quint Oh yeah
1: well, no, you know I what? Can't even remember you know what? Shit wait a minute, Quinn. wait a minute, wait a minute. It wasn't dacron; it was linen line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that the it white was Hemingway? Stuff with the, no, it with was Hemingway on the
0: Pilar. Is that was that the white line with yeah. the green? Yeah. Yeah. Are guys still using dacron now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Limited, but yeah. Yeah, they I mean, there's, the mono is so good now that they're using a lot of the braids and the dacrons for like backing and stuff. Yeah, that's about all I. But the, un- underneath wire line. But the mono is so good compared to the old days. Like the old days, dude, mono was a joke. It was like fishing with elastics almost. You know? You catch one fish on it, and if it didn't break, it would just be all squirrely and, you know. Oh, it was awful. You fished Dacron. Stiff. All right. You know? The
2: lady knows how mono.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, I hope we set Lawan straight today. Anyway. I don't know.
2: We're going to dig into this a lot deeper on the 4th of July when we release the full two-hour, four-minute running commentary of Jaws. It's easy to do. You get a copy of Jaws. Um, Greg Reese checked in the other day. Now, he DVR'd his copy, so it has commercials. So you're going to have to be uh, quick with your fast-forward trigger there to maintain any (laughs) sort of sync. But it won't matter. It's the spirit of it's all there. So if you're a few seconds off or a few seconds behind or ahead, it won't matter because probably most people have seen it, uh, you know, at least a few dozen times and if you hadn't you probably should watch it before the fourth it's already the second so you got two more days to get your copy of jaws we explained to you on the podcast how you sync it up you press play you press pause when the universal mca logo hits the screen and goes into focus and then when we count it down three two one press play you press play turn the volume down on the video turn the volume
0: up on the podcast and you'll be hearing our voices synced with the movie that's advanced podcasting, you
1: That's genius.
0: That's advanced podcasting. Yeah. You know, something we didn't bring up that that's
1: we... pro-grade po- podcasting.
0: But something we didn't bring up that we really probably should have brought up or we can still bring up is we probably ought to show our respects to the Okantner kid.
2: That's going ne- to be the next podcast. Yeah. We're dedicating it. We'll do a, another mini podcast before we release. But wasn't it yesterday on the yeah. when
0: the shark got him? I thought it was. Tw- I thought it was the 29th. ninth. Which, which day was that? Friday. It was Friday, the, yeah. Friday or Saturday? Yeah. yeah. See. We totally, Tragic. Totally, we're going to hit all the subjects on that. Alex
2: Kintner, whether how waterlogged your fingers are, have any bearing <laughs> on whether you should go back in the ocean or not, <laughs> and also how old his mother was, and whether that's white privilege when you can get away with slapping the chief of police in front of multiple witnesses and get absolutely nothing done to you.
0: Now I told you a million times we're not going to get political on this show, Lamont. All right, but we are going to talk about her slapping the chief. All right, we'll talk about that. Thanks for tuning in to Lunker Dog's Real Guy Show. Tune in iTunes, Spotify, whatever you guys are listening on. Email jeff at lunkerdog.com. Let me know how you're liking everything. Norm, thanks for coming in. We're going to do a fishing philosophies one next with Norm. Lamont Jones, now you know something.
2: Thank you, guys. Thanks, Norm. Finest kind fishing. All
0: right, thanks very much, guys. All right.